Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. This week on the Our Savior Speaks podcast, we have a special treat. Sandy Robando will be delivering the sermon, and Sandy is not only a licensed lay preacher here at Our Savior Episcopal Church, she is also a professor of political science, so that gives her kind of a unique perspective of bringing in from her field of expertise along with the scriptures and and bringing those together for us in a a very powerful way. A few points that uh, she notes is as humans, we need to be in the company of others. We, We just need to belong. And, and she also will be pointing out, and as, as much as we need to belong, our relationships with others will not always go smoothly. Now, I'm sure many of us can think of just crystal clear examples of, of how that it can be so true. And, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy the way she will bring that out in what she has to say today. So in her sermon, Sandy will be making these connections about our need to be with others and the scripture passages that are assigned for the 15th Sunday after Pentecost 2023, when she states how the scriptures for this day share with us some timeless wisdom on coping with other humans and how they guide us towards more fully living out our call to love and serve the Lord. So before we hear Sandy's sermon, uh, we will first hear the lessons, which include passages from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verses 7 through 11, Uh, the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 through 14, and the gospel from Matthew with the focal point on chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. A reading from Ezekiel. So you, mortal, I have made a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them a warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to them to warn the wicked to turn from their ways. The wicked shall die in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. Now you mortal, say to the house of Israel, thus you have said, Our transgressions and our sins weigh upon us, and we waste away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? The word of the Lord. A reading from Romans. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, 
Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make pro no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus said to his disciples, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So among many other things in my life, I am um, a retired professor, and my field was political science, which is part of a bigger field known as the social sciences. And one of the most basic ideas in the social sciences is that humans are social animals. And what we mean by that is that we need to be in the company of others. We need to see them, we need to converse with them, to be in relationship with other human beings. The scientific research on this topic is clear and consistent. Humans need to socialize with each other, to belong to a group for the sake of our mental and even our physical health. In scientific research, social isolation and loneliness have been linked 
to increased risk for heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, depression, addiction, dementia, and even early death. So, and no, online connections are not suitable substitutes. Sorry. <laughs> but as much as we need to belong, to experience human interaction, our relationships with others are also a source of endless frustration and anxiety. Most of us can remember some time when we were kids, going to a party, feeling left out, not knowing what we were supposed to do or say, or perhaps being bullied at school. We may like our job, but find ourselves constantly contending with an untrustworthy coworker an idiot boss, or unpleasant customers. And then there's our family. We may love our families, but our most intense, passionate arguments come with family members. And they are the ones who hurt us most deeply. We need and want to be with others. But let's be honest, other humans drive us crazy. Today's scriptures share with us some timeless wisdom on coping with other humans and guide us towards more fully living out our call to love and serve the Lord. So let's begin with Ezekiel. I realize that likely none of us sitting here in this room feels like we've been called to be a prophet. But all of us have had some experience where we saw or heard something that we knew was wrong and sat silent or did nothing instead of speaking up. Perhaps it was hearing a coworker or a family member maliciously gossiping about someone else, or a friend or a coworker telling a racist or a sexist joke. I could, get on, I could go on with this, but you get the idea. Speaking up in difficult situations might be the right thing to do, but we sometimes stay silent because we're afraid that we might lose a relationship with someone that we care about or we might get ridiculed, or if it's work-related, we might even lose our job. So the passage from Ezekiel is monumentally important as it marks the shift in scripture from collective guilt and punishment towards individual responsibility and punishment for sin. But it also has something very important to say about our relationships with others. In this passage, God has a warning for the prophet that I believe applies to all of us. God says, if I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. In other words, if we sit silent in the face of bad behavior, malicious gossip or evil, we too are guilty. Of course, if we speak up, we may inevitably find ourselves in conflict with others and risk having our family or friends or our coworkers be angry with us, break up relationships, which is possibly why we typically stay silent. But these situations don't have to be all or nothing. How and why we speak up matters. So let's start with the why. Owe no one anything except to love one another, Paul says in his letter to the Romans. 
And he goes on to say, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. This passage suggests to me that love for others ought to be the motivation for speaking up. We should never be correcting another person because we need to pass judgment, score points, or feel self-righteous. We should be speaking up or acting to correct another because we love him or her. Now, for those of us who are parents, we actually know how this works, right? Because this is why we correct our children. We correct our children because we love them and we want them to grow into becoming loving, caring, kind adults. The suggestion here then is that maybe this is a relationship we can take with others. Not that we treat other people like children, but that we seek to correct out of a sense of love and care for the other person. So if this is our motivation then, how might we go about effectively addressing wrong behavior? Our gospel passage for today gives us some guidelines for how to take effective action. Jesus' approach begins with a private discussion. And if that doesn't work, including others who are presumably also hurt or bothered by the situation. And this is good advice that all of us should take to heart. But there's more to today's passage than just good advice for professional and personal relationships. These passages show us the way to becoming a loving and thriving Christian community. It should really go without saying that every Christian is also a human. So as we gather together in community, each of us brings our stuff with us, whatever that stuff may be. Each of us will fail from time to time to be loving. We will sin. Now, you may think we should just forgive, let it go, and say nothing. But remember today's passage from Ezekiel. If we say nothing, we do nothing to correct the behavior, we become complicit. And crazy as it sounds, we can be complicit even when we are the victim. We should always forgive, but that does not mean that we don't take corrective action. In a community, you see, sin is not just an individual matter. It affects not just the sinner and the victim, but it also affects everyone who witnessed the act and everyone who hears about it later, which in a small community, that's pretty much everybody. So if we truly love one another and we want the best for our church community, we have an obligation to do something. We have an obligation to follow Jesus' teaching, to reach out to the offending person and discuss the matter privately in a kind and loving way with him or her. If that fails and there are others who are affected or upset by what happened, we should ask them to meet with the offender. If done lovingly, this will probably work. If not, then we call Father Al. <laughs> of course, sometimes, sometimes people are people, right? So sometimes this isn't going to work. And that's where today's gospel passage can, can really leave us disturbed. Because Jesus goes on to say, If the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So to help us understand this, let's step back a little bit and put all of this in, into some context. In the passage just prior to today's selection, 
Jesus tells the parable of the lost sheep. The shepherd leaves the 99 sheep who stayed with the herd and goes off to find the one stray sheep. Now let's be totally honest, this is crazy behavior. No real shepherd is going to leave 99 sheep unprotected on the hill to go find the one crazy sheep that wandered off. What this is is an extreme example that's designed to illustrate for us the lengths to which God goes to reach out and bring back the lost, the sinners. And it should illustrate for us the lengths that we are prepared to go to in order to bring an offender back into our community. Immediately after today's passage, and this is a spoiler alert for next week, Peter asked Jesus, if my brother keeps on sinning against me, how many times do I have to forgive him? And Jesus responds with 70 times 7 and follows that up with the parable of the unforgiving servant. And if you remember that one, the the punchline of that basically is God forgives you as you forgive others. If you don't forgive others, God isn't going to forgive you. And if that doesn't do it, then think about this. Jesus is announcing, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. The author of the gospel, the one we we say is the author of today's gospel, was Matthew, one of the disciples, who was a tax collector. Okay, So you can almost imagine Jesus saying, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector, and everybody turns around and looks at Matthew. (laughs) And then back to Jesus. So where does all this leave us? We have a basic essential human need to be in community, and this is our community. It leaves us in a community of sinners, prone to irritate, infuriate, and frustrate us. A community where Jesus calls us to love one another, to act only out of love, to forgive, and to always struggle as best we can to love and serve the Lord. So if you're sitting here today in the same church with someone who's hurt your feelings, said unkind things, lied to you, or was just plain mean, it's okay. After all, church isn't for the pure and the perfect. It's for all of us normal people who fall short of God's standards every day. Just reach out to that person with love in your heart and follow Jesus' instructions to tell them how you feel privately. As you do so, though, remember, There's more to this community than meets the eye. In today's gospel, Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. So Jesus is here right now, and he will always be here with us in whatever conflicts or challenges we face. And he's there ready to help guide us through and work things out. Amen. Amen.